What's up, Bills Mafia? This is Gregory Russo, defensive end for the Buffalo Bills, and you are listening to the Lockdown of Jake Jordan. going on ladies and gentlemen welcome to the coolest place in bills mafia outside of western new york i am your host jake this is the lowdown and i've missed you guys if you listened to last week's episode then you would know that it was a blast from the past and it was actually a podcast that i had done in the past talking about the fans that we me and bryce thought we are the worst in the league he said the Steelers and while I don't necessarily agree with that uh, Steelers fans were very very annoying last year just like my pick the Miami Dolphins but you have clicked on the podcast this week and if you didn't listen last week go ahead and give it a listen that would be much appreciated and make sure to go back and listen to the whole catalog of built in Buffalo podcast because man Everybody on here is killing it, and the season is so close. My God, we can taste it. But it's not here yet. Rookies did report to camp, and next week, everybody's going to be at camp. But one thing that, you know, we run into as podcasters is sometimes you're not in the best situation to record a podcast. Look at me right now. I am laying on the ground in a room and having technical difficulties this week. I tried to do what I did last week and have somebody on through StreamYard and that didn't work and the internet is just absolutely awful and sometimes when technology fights against you, you just have to fight back just like you might be fighting yourself trying to get to work today but i'm going to try and help you ease into your weekend maybe you're coming home from work and you're just so excited to you know escape for the weekend and i am so happy that you would choose builds in buffalo and me to listen to to get you into that weekend uh but you know as you're probably coasting into the weekend or working very very hard so are the nfl uh, heads and the people that make the rules and this is a uh, a big thing because this just happened today a Thursday July 22nd Tom Pelissaro put out uh, some tidbits of the NFL's COVID policy for this season and there's a whole 250 I think it's like six 256 page memo that you can read that has all the rules I'm not reading 256 pages. I just looked at the tidbits and I thought that there were some things that maybe some of you would uh, like to hear when it comes to the new NFL COVID rules and how, you know, this this could affect us and maybe some certain players on the Buffalo Bills, which is something I haven't talked about yet. Uh, I've always tried to steer away from it, but this is a big thing that's going on in the NFL right now, so it kind of can't sidestep this anymore. It's going to have to be addressed. Uh, But the big thing from the NFL rules 
uh, right now instead of, you know, not just the things that were put in for preseason and stuff like that. Maybe these rules are just preseason as well and might not be adopted regular season, but most likely they will be because cases of the Rona are on the rise in the United States. If you live here, you know this. The Delta variant that everybody is talking about is running rampant in some parts. And, you know, the U.S. has had its highest numbers in months. And the NFL is not playing no games when it comes to the Rona. All right, everybody. So let's just talk about what the main big thing that everybody is talking about that's basically making it to where uh, if you're not vaccinated, and uh, you're on an NFL team and something were to miraculously happen to where there's a outbreak amongst uh, unvaccinated players. If you're one of those teams that has a large portion of unvaccinated players, uh, it makes those unvaccinated players the bad guy. Because once I explain to you what is happening in the NFL right now, you are going to completely understand if a game cannot be rescheduled. The outbreak team, as in the team that caused the game to have to be rescheduled, think about it as if the Tennessee Titans last year with us and they kept trying to reschedule the game and didn't know if we were going to be able to play. And we ended up playing on Tuesday, which was exact bullshit. Where was this rule last year? If that team uh, cannot have the game rescheduled, if they are not adding the NFL has said they will not add a week 19 and basically saying that if we cannot reschedule the game at any time during the normal 18 weeks this year, then the team with the outbreak will forfeit and receive a loss that will count towards playoff seeding. So that means there is no team that will come in 12 and four. If they had to forfeit a game, they will be 12 and five. That was the thing that was floated around last year. Some people said maybe you will be able to like if you have to forfeit a game uh, or games just get canceled, you don't get a forfeiture and get a loss on your record. Then you may go into the the playoffs 12 and three, something like that. And uh, this is uh, this is crazy. Because the NFL is pretty much putting their foot down saying, hey, if you have an outbreak and you can't play the game and we just cannot reschedule it, there's no possible way for us to reschedule the game. The team that is causing the rescheduling to happen will receive a loss on their record and forfeit the game. And I did not read into it if I'm assuming that that also just gives the win to the team that had to forfeit. But the big thing is. Uh, if the game is not played, nobody gets paid. Not even the team that didn't have the outbreak. No player gets play paid if the game is not played. So no play, no pay. The NFL has said that, and that is starting a lot. And I mean a lot of issues with some players coming out and saying that. And another notable player, uh, before we get into the one that is uh, most definitely on the Buffalo Bills, uh, DeAndre Hopkins came out and said that it's making him challenge his future in the NFL if not wanting to get vaccinated is uh, going to make him the bad guy to his teammates. 
And what I have to say to that is the NFL is just done with it. Um, maybe, I mean, it's anybody's choice to get the vaccine or not. So the NFL, while yes, they are painting a picture that if a large majority of the team that is unvaccinated were to have an outbreak, uh, yeah, those guys are going to be the bad guys and they're going to cause people pay. And it's going to reverberate not just from the players, but into the front office as well, because this is something that is going to weigh on decisions going into camps where if a player is most definitely hard pressed to not get vaccinated and that is their choice, then what's going to happen is maybe a player that is vaccinated that if these people are on the bubble uh, is going to get priority over maybe a said player that isn't vaccinated. Now, of course, uh, DeAndre Hopkins being one of the best wide receivers in the game is not one of those bubble players. You're not going to see DeAndre Hopkins get cut from a team just because he's thinking that he does not want to get vaccinated. Uh, this brings us into what I believe is very important for the Buffalo Bills, which is Cole Beasley. Um, if you're part of Twitter or hell, I think even the national media has talked about it at some points. Uh, definitely pro football talk with Mike Florio. Mike Florio is all over this because dude's a huge vaccination guy and is just completely flabbergasted that nobody would get the vaccine and that there's anti-vaxxers, even though that's been a problem for a while, especially with parents and their children uh, before the whole Rona situation. But, uh, you know, some teams may have more problems with this. And before I completely go into Cole Beasley, because he was trending today on Twitter as soon as this news broke, because he is one of the mo more public figures when it comes to NFL players who are anti-vaccination. Uh, reportedly, a few weeks ago, I think this came out, or maybe even just a few days ago, there's only a handful of teams that are under 50% vaccinated. Now, there was also reports today that many teams are above the 80% vaccinated threshold that the NFL is looking for when it comes to teams. Now, I can't confirm to you if that's the Buffalo Bills, but I would like to believe, you know, being in New York State, maybe it's just a little bit more incentivized to be vaccinated. But teams reportedly under 50% vaccinated, which is crazy to me. The Washington football team is a team that is apparently under 50% vaccinated and a team that the Buffalo Bills do have to play this season. Indianapolis under 50% vaccinated, another team that the Buffalo Bills have to play this season. The Cardinals, the team that DeAndre Hopkins, the player that I said has publicly come out and said that he does has to weigh his future now that it's being a bad guy if you don't want to get vaccinated. That team is under 50%. And the Chargers, which is very surprising to me with them being in in California of being under 50% vaccinated, but that is what it is. So as you could tell, the Buffalo Bills were not on that list, but the main guy that you all want to hear about, or maybe you don't want to hear about it. Maybe you're like, Jake, what else do we have to talk about today? Uh, nothing. 
I mean, there's really nothing to talk about. Gabe Davis was in Central Florida, which is where I live and where he went to school and same school that I go to, uh, giving out backpacks to kids in uh, Orange County and in Seminole County in Sanford. Uh, Good guy. Love Gabe Davis. My love for Gabe Davis is something that has been expressed many times, especially since we, you know, we we went to the same school, and actually, I have bumped into Gabe Davis multiple times on the campus while he was still in said school. And in reality, we got to talk about the Cole Beasley situation, and I hate it, right? Because you know, I personally am vaccinated. I'm a vaccinated individual, and I would be an advocate for everybody to get vaccinated because I feel like it just helps make everybody safer. And in my mind, of course, I'm not going to sit here and demonize somebody for not wanting to get the vaccine. There's still question marks around the vaccine. While, yes, a lot of them have kind of been debunked, there's still, you know, the fact that some people are like, well, it's not, you know, completely authorized by the FDA. It was just emergency authorization. It's not fully authorized. You know, just a bunch of stuff. And, man, Cole Beasley... Uh, if you've been on Twitter with the just Buffalo Bills Twitter within the last few months, you'll know that Cole Beasley is extremely anti-vax. He is uh, very adamant on not getting the COVID-19 vaccine. And, you know, that's his choice. Uh, while I feel like some of his uh, things that he has said, like saying what happened to God's will and things like that, he would rather be free like die free than whatever you know things that are in my mind ridiculous to say when it just comes to getting a vaccine um i i understand the numbers that come with covid19 and deaths and things like that uh me personally i've know people and close family friends that did pass away from COVID-19, which was just more incentive for me to get the shot. And even my parents who were very anti-vax and didn't think they need it, ended up getting the vaccine anyway, just because we saw firsthand what COVID-19 could do. Maybe Cole Beasley does not have that situation. And I completely understand that he just it's it's his body, his choice. And with athletes, you know, they got to be careful in what they put in their body because they don't know exactly what it could do to them. There's been, you know, things like blood clots and things like that that have come up. Wow. The studies have shown why those things have happened. Maybe some people have not done the research to see that. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Cole Beasley and let's let's get this off the table right now bills mafia twitter has been absolutely roasting cole beasley some of them are hilarious uh but in in reality some people are going as far as to say that we should cut cole beasley whatever he doesn't matter uh that's not gonna happen just like i said with deandre hopkins who's one of the best wide receivers in the game cole beasley is one of the best if not the best slot receiver in the game we're not getting rid of Cole Beasley. Uh, my my big thing is the Bills are not on the list of under 50%, and most teams are over 80. I'm thinking that just that rule of if a large portion of unvaccinated players, I'm thinking if the Buffalo Bills do have a big portion of unvaccinated players, which I don't think they do, I think it's only probably going to be Cole Beasley and a handful 
of players. So you're not going to have a whole outbreak like that that would cause a game to have to not go on. Uh, that's, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be one of those people who says, hey, we've got a source that says that, you know, there's a lot of players that aren't vaccinated in the Buffalo Buffalo Bills. There's a very small, like, we know that's not true, right? I'm, I'm not going to say something like that. I believe that there's only a handful of players that are not vaccinated, so we would not have to worry about that. Cole Beasley is not a cut candidate. He is definitely a staple on the team, and just because he does not want to get the COVID-19 vaccine does not mean he's going to cause us to, if he gets COVID-19, if he tests positive for it, then he'll go through the 10-day protocol, which they still got to do if you're unvaccinated, and then, you know, he'll be back. That's just what he he's, he knows the protocols that he's going to have to follow if he is not vaccinated. And if he does not want to follow those protocols, which from his tweets seems like he does not want to, then maybe he is out in job. That's all up to the front office and Brandon Bean. But if I am the GM of the Buffalo Bills, Brandon Bean, you don't get rid of a guy like Cole Beasley, a guy who is just shy of a thousand yards as a slot receiver. You keep that guy on your team no matter what. No matter what he's saying on Twitter, yes, he went out and said that he had a teammate go out because of COVID-19, which is, you know, information that probably was not meant to get out of the building. And that's something that you have to talk to Cole Beasley about and something that, you know, they will deal with. But that's that player, you don't get rid of him unless he is definitely going to be a locker room distraction, which some of Bill's Mafia thinks he is going to be a locker room distraction. I don't think so. I think that the people or the players that are in the Buffalo Bills locker room understand that it's just as much of anybody's choice as, you know, me or you wanting to get the vaccine. Maybe you don't want to get it. And I do. It's everybody's choice to get the vaccine in them or not. Whether it's misguided or whatever, then we, you know, it, people, if they don't want to get the vaccine, that's just, that's just what they want to do. And while maybe I don't agree with it, I still you know, respect that somebody has that opinion. And Cole Beasley, I lose, especially if you're on Bill's Mafia Twitter. Uh, there's definitely the people that you're able to see that are anti-vax and just anti-people having a different opinion. Uh, Cole Beasley, I've lost some respect for him just for how he's gone about continuing to egg on this problem of we understand he is not, uh, he's not for vaccination. And but when you're representing a team and yourself as a brand, I mean, he's doing that. And, you know, his brand, there's a whole collective of people that are on one side. And then Cole Beasley is putting this out. And maybe he doesn't care about how that views the brand. But as the team, too, that's bad publicity, especially when you have pro football talk and Mike Florio writing like 10 different articles about Cole Beasley being an anti-vaxxer. That's a large platform that a lot of people uh, watch and listen to, and that maybe puts your organization in a bad way. Um, there's there's some, there's got to be some sort of level to where, all right, this stops. And I, I promise you, once the season comes around, nobody's going to fucking remember any of this COVID-19 
anti-vax bullshit because Cole Beasley will be out there catching passes from Josh Allen, and that is all we care about. I'm done talking about Cole Beasley. I'm done talking about vaccinations. Let's talk about something else that happened on Bill's Mafia Twitter this week and try to round out the show by talking about this. I'm trying to keep it at about 30 minutes, 35 minutes, uh, because... You know, we're getting ready to go into the season where on Fridays I'm getting you guys ready for the game on Sunday and on Saturdays. People, it's it's just going to be great. And actually, hopefully by that time I'm doing it live and then you guys are hearing me. That's going to be awesome as well. That is in the works, everybody. That is in the works going live on the Built in Buffalo YouTube channel, which if you're not subscribed to the Built in Buffalo YouTube channel, Justice and Caveman just got their live show. Everybody's getting their live shows. Ladies and gentlemen, the brand is growing. Built in Buffalo is going big and they're expanding to everything. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. They're on TikTok. They're on Twitter. They're on YouTube. We're on everything, ladies and gentlemen. But let's get into the last thing that we have to talk about today. And that is a Twitter user. I'm not going to put their name out there because honestly, I I kind of don't remember it either. Uh, but I just remember the big, the big thing, and I talked about it. I think the other week when we were talking about uh, cut candidates, uh, Cody Ford was on that list, and uh, I I'm no stranger to saying that I think Cody Ford is uh, not not producing. He's not what we thought Cody Ford could be. Uh, we uh, we had higher expectations for him being a guy that we got in the second round, I believe, and we they said he had the talent of a first rounder, and you know we were just we were so stoked we were like all right Cody Ford this is going to be our other offensive lineman to just solidify our offensive line, like our Dion Dawkins, and I'm going to bring that into this whole equation when I wrap it all together. Uh, Cody Ford was called a disappointment on Twitter, and he was tagged in said post. And people said that's in bad taste, uh, tagging the player in your opinion of them. And Cody Ford actually saw this and responded, thinking that the thinking that the guy, uh, you know, responding to a troll. Which you know, if if you've been part of Twitter, you understand that there are a lot of athletes that do, you know, sometimes get offended by things that are said. And a lot of people in Bill's Mafia Twitter were saying that it was in bad taste. And, you know, I think going a little bit too far on the guy who said it and causing him to eventually retract everything, even though my man should have not had to retract anything because what he said was partially almost completely true uh maybe it was in bad taste for him to tag cody ford himself in his opinion but saying cody ford is a disappointment is not something that is new it is something that i have alluded to it's something that a lot of people have said that yeah he's been he's been disappointing uh one of one of my big things is you know just think about the cody ford experiment isn't over which is why you can't say he is a disappointment but what you can say is that Cody Ford is not living up to what he needs to be to stay on this team. When I talked about cut candidates the other week, I said, hell, Cody Ford, if he's not careful, is going to lose his damn job to Forrest Lamp. 
over there on the left side because we all know we drafted Cody Ford at a tackle. We thought he could be better at guard. He ends up playing guard and doesn't, you know, doesn't perform real well in that spot. And then he gets switched over to left guard and then gets hurt and he's out for the rest of the season. Cody Ford, it's been disappointing so far. Now, going as far as to call the dude a disappointment so far, you don't want a Wyatt Teller situation where the guy maybe isn't living up to what you think, and then you trade him away, and then you know he turns into a stud. That is a worse nightmare. But you cannot say that Cody Ford has not been disappointing so far. If you're in Bill's Mafia, and you're saying that, hey, you know he's, he's not a disappointment, he's still learning. Well, yeah, but he's getting towards the end of his deal, his rookie deal. He got a four-year deal, and he's in year three of it. And, you know, so far, can't say that Cody Ford has done anything that makes me go, yeah, Cody Ford needs to stay on this team because I don't think he has done anything that makes me think that he needs to stay on this team. That's just me. But I think the bigger problem is not that the guy said that and then, you know, eventually retracted it. I think the big problem was how Bill's Mafia content creators that I saw handled it. Now, I put out just saying, I don't think you can call him a disappointment until the experiment is over. But then you can, you can say he's been disappointing so far. That's what you can say. But I've seen some people that were just, and again, I don't know this person on Twitter. Maybe they have a history of doing this or something, but Bill's Mafia Twitter attacked this man to the point which is something that i see happens a lot it's it's almost like a pack of dogs is sicked on things uh just like the cole beasley situation it's like a pack of dogs gets sicked on something and this guy i don't think deserved it yeah he was a little ignorant for tagging the player and then the player saw it and then that happened but it's not like his take was not something that isn't shared. It's not a sentiment that isn't shared across Bill's Mafia at the moment. I mean, he's most definitely on the point that Cody, Por Cody Ford is has been disappointing so far and has been a disappointment in the Bean era. Yeah, if I think I believe I said it a couple of weeks ago that... Cody Ford is probably one of the biggest letdowns so far of the Brandon Bean era of just drafting, you know, high draft picks. Cody Ford has not lived up to what we wanted him to be. Uh, but I think as Bill's Mafia, we need to be better, not just with the Cole Beasley situation or with this guy, you know, calling out Cody Ford. Uh, I think just all of us together, we, we need to be better. We let things get to us a little too easily. And when something happens and a couple of people start clowning on someone, a lot of people like to join in and have the fun. And that's just not us. When it's in bad taste, we shouldn't do that. And just another fact of what I was saying, I said I was going to wrap the Deion Dawkins situation in the Cody Ford situation. You might not remember, but we drafted Deion Dawkins. And after a couple of years, everybody was saying, hey, Deion Dawkins, he's not He's he's not cutting it. Maybe we should cut Deion Dawkins. Um, but now 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 look at him. You you want that to happen with Cody Ford? You you wanna you wanna cut Cody Ford and not give him the entirety of his rookie contract to possibly? I mean, all the situations this guy has gone through, to just being out of position, switched around, and then eventually thrown, and then got injured. Yeah, it's disappointing. 
Uh, but you don't want to just, I mean, give up on a second round pick that easy. Uh, but just as Bills Mafia in general, there it's very reactionary. I think a lot of Bills Mafia is reactionary, and some things are just better, you know, if you don't say anything at all. Like with the Cole Beasley situation, a lot of people just choose to stay out of it for the longest time. I chose to stay out of the Cole Beasley situation because, hey, people have different opinions. Uh, if Cole Beasley doesn't want to be vaccinated, that's on him. I got vaccinated. I think everybody should get vaccinated just so that we can help return to normalcy. Uh, some people don't want to do that, and that's their opinion. They can do that. Um, but, you know, just Bill's Mafia as a whole has decided that, you know, any single time we get slighted, hey, let's uh let's attack this guy or let's jump on there and call this guy an asshole and sometimes sometimes our reactionary thing is what causes some companies like let's say pff or espn or nfl network to see that we're one of the most reactionary fan bases on all of social media to do things to purposely engage bills mafia to get more clicks and likes and things like that. It's a marketing strategy. And I think just as Bill's Mafia in general, we need to, you know, kind of calm it down a bit. If somebody says something stupid, you don't got to gang up and make memes and absolutely, you don't got to do that. Just leave it alone. It's just kind of like what we learned all the way back in elementary school. Like if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. If you can't add on anything that is possibly you know, educational or something, don't then then don't add on to it. I like when I saw everybody reacting to that guy saying Cody Ford, I I personally wanted to be like, yeah, I kinda I kind of agree with this guy. I think to a point, Cody Ford has been a disappointment. Now I think the big thing was just tagging Cody Ford in it, but you know, I think people just tagging Cody Ford in it. They didn't expect Cody Ford to see it, but it happened anyway. So that was this week's show. We talked about the new COVID policies. I'm sure you're going to be hearing all about that. When I see you guys next week, we're going to have some camp talk to talk about. My God, the preseason is upon us, ladies and gentlemen. I was just so happy to look at the schedule and be like, oh, there's going to be a game on Thursday. Oh, my God, there's games on Friday. There's games on Saturday. There's games on Sunday. Even teams I don't care about. It could be a bunch of scrubs out there, dudes running into each other with pads on. I cannot wait. The preseason is upon us. All of the Bills preseason games are on NFL Network. We will get to watch it. It is so exciting. I cannot wait for it. People are going to be in the stands in Orchard Park. It's, it's great, and I can't wait to see it. And hopefully you guys enjoyed this pod. Uh, I know we talked about some things that are kind of serious and, you know, things on Twitter. You know, it's just it's just petty stuff. There's not a lot to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. And that's what we I we try to squeeze every single podcast out. And of course, I could do things like for weeks I've been trying to do trivia. And eventually I will get to do that with some members of my family. But right now. Uh, the internet situation. Once August rolls around and I'm back up in the big O of Orlando, Florida, uh, lots of big things planned, hopefully going live on the built-in Buffalo YouTube channel while also getting a pod out for you guys on Friday. And then me and Justice got something in the works for maybe some of you nerds out there and you comic book fans. 
we're working on something like that so if you guys are interested in all that then make sure to be following everybody on the built in buffalo pages on facebook on twitter on hell find them on tiktok and make sure that you are following everything built in buffalo from all the creators to the brand things this has been the coolest place in bills mafia outside of western new york i have been your host jake and i will see you guys next week Thank you.